Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula alongside for the evening. The three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. CA, how you living, my man? Doing good on a Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we hope that you are also doing good on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. And we appreciate you hanging out with us here on your DFW Sports Station, 105.3 mm-hmm. The Fan. We got you till 11 p.m. Uh, should be a fun show um, oh, yeah. here. Myself, Chris, and we got Rodrigo on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. We'll also be joined by some friends. Jared Sandler, pre- and post-game host. For uh, the Texas Rangers, Louisiana, Texas Rangers Radio Network, uh, he'll talk to us at 920 about his swinging, uh, sorry, his Sandlot charity, what they, you know. Swinging for a cause. Yeah, yeah. the Swing for a Cause event happened this weekend. And obviously, more, more importantly, for I think for a lot of people uh, around the Metroplex, Rangers, uh, you know, what what are they getting done in the winter meetings? What's happening that offseason? And then at 820, our friend Ari Temkin of the Big 12 oh, this morning yeah. uh, broadcast on Sirius XM to talk a little bit about what's happening in college football, the landscape as we reach closer towards the offseason as we head into bowl season um, in college football. But, yes, uh, all sorts of things going on this evening. Oddly enough, nothing on like the in the field of play for your Dallas-Fort uh, Worth uh, Athletics, I guess. In other words, nobody's playing tonight. That's right. That's right. I made that more difficult than it needed to be, but Mavs usually, had the night off. Stars yeah. had the night off. Yeah, usually somebody's playing. Yeah, it's always, uh, usually that's, we that's got fun spoiled. to catch. But, you know, we, yeah. We've been spoiled. That's right. October, November, and all these these sports overlapping. Look, yeah, why? why I look, I, I, we had a team go to the World Series and win it, and, you know, all through that time, we had a whole bunch of sports going on. I'm, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little peeved, if it, you ask me, actually. In fact, in October, I remember this, this stat, because I, I was like, yeah, that's impressive. In October, like the second week in October, it was for the first time since 2010 that the Mavericks, the Stars, the Rangers, and the Cowboys were all playing in the same week. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, I mean, we're, we we're still got about some. games. Right. Games play. We still got some of that. Tomorrow, your Mavs will play. The Stars mm-hmm. will also play. And then, obviously, this weekend, the Cowboys are playing. And then, if you didn't remember um, – your Texas Rangers win the World Series championship. Um, so that's yes, always fun did. to remind you. But again, let's talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go backwards one more time. It is Tuesday. We ain't reached the middle of the week yet, so I think I'm no. still allowed to dip a little bit backwards oh, yeah. into this weekend. And I guess the news officially came yesterday that Shaquille Leonard was signing, not with your Cowboys, but with the Philadelphia Eagles, the mm-hmm. other option in his free agency quest after he was uh, released from the Indianapolis Colts. But 
Earlier today on Sean and RJ, Jerry Jones joined, as he always does, you know, twice weekly right here on 105 Food Fan, your home of the Cowboys. And they asked him about Shaq Leonard, and it kind of got me thinking. And I know that you, the Cowboys Nation and fans, we talk about Cowboys as it you know, regards free agency a ton. But the question that is kind of front of mind for me is, you know, something that regards that free agency for the Cowboys, which is, like, can they can they market themselves to free agents? Like, do you doubt at all the Cowboys' ability to sell themselves? Because, you know, in this instance, you lose out on the services of Shaquille Leonard, who is a player who, you know, has been an all-pro in within his six years of play in the NFL. Now, obviously, that slipped a little bit, but high-level player, and he chose elsewhere. Obviously, we can go back to last year where they were clamoring for Odell Beckham Jr. And to be fair, you can maybe point to that as being more injury-related than him actually you know, making a particular decision. But I think that there's some people that are like, man, guys just kind of leverage, use the Cowboys as leverage, and they're mm-hmm. never actually wanting to come here. So I kind of want to play this from, again, Sean and RJ uh, getting to talk to Jerry Jones this morning. And they asked him, and this is cut nine, Rodrigo, do free agents actually want to be in Dallas or do they just use the Cowboys' name as leverage? Nine times out of ten, they want to be here. And uh, if uh, you certainly if you have the money right, uh, nine times out of ten, they want to be here. So I don't really spend uh, a lot of time uh, thinking about, well, do they want to or not? Now, you've got to assume that when they get here, they're going to act like, uh, play like it's the opportunity of their life. They're going to give you everything you got, and you can assume that. You can. Uh, but my point is, uh, we've got a lot of players out there. We dressed 53. We've gotten uh, 90-something on the team. Uh, and when you add one, you take away one someplace. And that one you took away is out there for a reason. And he was giving us something for a reason. And so you got to weigh that. So... It's not all the time just real obvious how much someone can help you or not. Now, we wanted him, and uh, uh, we thought that uh, he had a place here. But, uh, uh, again, uh, it's not like you've left some big hole here that uh, we don't have the ability to fill. We've got the ability to fill it. So, Chris, I turn this question to you. Do you have any doubt in the Cowboys' ability to sell themselves? I have no doubt. Okay. And the reason I say that is because there's too many guys growing up say they want to be a Cowboy. It's kind of like guys in baseball, I want to be a Yankee or whatever it is. It, again, or I want to play for the Lakers. Whatever it is, they kind of that's where they start if they want to be here. I think the Cowboys, I think it's, it's a great question, but you have to just peel back the layers and say, look, it wasn't about the Cowboys not being able to sell themselves. It was about the Cowboys actually making an effort. Like, do they actually want a guy? Mm. And it was driving me crazy a couple of years ago because literally in the offseason, back in the day, Jerry used to throw money at backup offensive linemen and throw out their money. And it would never pan out, and it was never any good. I'm talking about the last 10, 15 years. Way before that, yeah, he did go after Deion Sanders and got him. He got whoever he wanted. But if you were to say the last couple of years, last two or three years, what made me angry was you had some guys who grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, yep. wanted to come back, and the Cowboys would not even give them a sniff. What up, Jamal Adams? What up, Jamal Adams? And more importantly, what up, Von Miller? Yeah. Wouldn't even have a meeting. I'm like, wait a minute. And this is on the Cowboys. This isn't about a free agent doesn't want to be here. It's on the Cowboys not interested. So you bring about OBJ last year. 
OBJ was trying to leverage something. Yeah. And OBJ was not healthy. In fact, we had we had Joe Corey on. Joe's my buddy from back in the day. He's a former agent, and he's negotiated contracts with Jerry against Jerry Jones. All these teams across the league. Always great. Brings great insight, whether you talk yes. to him on the air or is he still at CBS Sports writing? Because he yes. does incredible writing That's where he writes. as well. Yeah. We had him on, and he was adamant that OBJ can't even play for anybody that year. Mm. Not just the Cowboys. He was like, this doesn't make any sense. And I kept that in mind. I'm like, wait a minute. This this show, this showbiz tour that OBJ's making the rounds in all the different cities, and he stops in Dallas, goes to the Mavericks game, it's just hype for him. He can't even play, which is why he was not doing any workouts. And Joel was exactly right. So here we come this year, and you got Shaq, Shaq Lawson. You got, okay, Shaq, he's got friends on the team. You know, Gilly's one of his guys. We're talking about Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, they played together in Indianapolis, particularly you talk about 2019 when Gilmore won mm-hmm. Defense Player of the and Year. And I'm like, okay, and the, and the Cowboys are interested, and he's doing workouts, and there's, they kick the tires. Maybe there's a foot situation where it's not really an issue. And it's like, okay, can Jerry, Jerry's a closer. Let's close this thing. And then he winds up signing with Philadelphia. And I have to go back just one week ago mm-hmm. with Nate Newton telling the truth on this situation on these airways with Cowboys Crosstalk. I floated that out there by Shaq Lawson because he was just here the, earlier that day having lunch with Jerry. Floated the idea, okay, this seemed like a no-brainer. He's got one of his boys here. Um, even though he visited Philadelphia. And who's the coach for Philadelphia? Uh, Nick Sirianni. Sirianni was uh, the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis, That's so true. they have a relationship. I was like, Philadelphia doesn't have the assets here. You're going to take a lap around the star. If you're a player, you're going to sign the deal, especially if the money's the same. Well, guess what Nate told me? And he, was, he didn't want to hear none of this. He said, why did Indianapolis cut him? I said, because they couldn't give him the reps that he wanted. Yeah. He wanted more. He wanted to be able to play more. He wanted, he wanted snaps. And Nate said, he ain't getting no snaps down here. He would be in the rotation. He goes to Philadelphia. He will start. He will get plenty. Of, it's not about the money with this man. It's about the snaps. Okay. And Nate was adamant about this. And guess what? It turned out he was exactly right. It wasn't even about the money with the Cowboys. Philadelphia Eagles offers him the opportunity. And here's the bigger picture. Mashota was talking about this with G-Bag. They offer him the opportunity, because it's a one-year deal, to get a number of tackles to make plays, sure. to get that bigger contract down the road. he get the same deal with the Cowboys, but he didn't have the number of snaps. Mm-hmm. And so the Cowboys never had a chance at this. Okay. And so I, I actually tend to agree with the way that Nate Newton characterizes this, and that wouldn't be a bad way to go about it because Nate Newton is a smart man. Um, but I think this does just give us a foray. My bad. I, was kind of, I said Shaq lost. I meant Shaq Leonard. My bad. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I think this gives us an opportunity to talk about the Cowboys and their free agency exploits, because that's been something that some, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans mm-hmm. have knocked them for a while is that you're not making these these types of acquisitions. And sure weren't. You can actually look at what's happening around the NFC uh, at the, you know, your your contemporaries when we talk about the, the cream of the NFC, where you can point to, obviously, the Eagles making this signing. You can point to uh, the Niners adding a safety earlier today. Uh-huh. And so... You look around and you go, hey, man, um, I understand. I think that they've built a pretty good roster this year, but like the idea of going and adding more of that talent on the top end is something that not just right now, but over the last how many years, Q, 
Cowboys fans have been a little bit upset about with the Cowboys. And so I just wanted to dig into that. Like, wh- why do you feel that is, especially if you feel confident that they can sell themselves? I think they can sell themselves. And I'm really disappointed with them uh, since the season started, them not, them not uh, you know, bolstering their roster. And the reason I am is because this past offseason, they did something they never do. They actually signed free agents, Stephon Gilmore, for example. They actually made trades. They did everything you could do to fortify your team. Yeah, and both, and, both of those were trades, right? Doing the Gilmore and then the um Well, Brandon whoever Cooks. they signed as a free agent, because I know the trade was Brandon's, Brandon Cooks, and I know they signed Stephon Gilmore right after that. I, I think they just signed him as free agent. My point I'm trying to make is they did all the things you would do in your in your, in your your in your wheelhouse to, to make your roster better, mm-hmm. let alone just draft. It wasn't just we're just going to draft. They used to disappoint everybody by only drafting, never touching free agency. And if they did, it was like the, the fringes weeks later. Yeah. They were actually in play on a lot, every kind of way you can imagine. I'm like, look at this team making these moves in the offseason. This is not normally how Steven used to do it. I'm like, what is going on? This is what Jerry used to do back in the day with Jimmy. And then guess what they did? They sat on their hands. And what made me mad about all this was you just watched Chris Young and the, the Rangers at the trade deadline in July bolster their roster. They bolstered their roster. I'm not saying they made home run moves. Max Scherzer wasn't somebody that he was the best pitcher on their staff in the playoffs. No, but they needed him. And that's why I was mad at the, at the Cowboys not doing anything at the trade deadline. And then here's an opportunity to do something with a Shaq, Shaq Leonard, and maybe something like that could happen. Well, they haven't really done anything. Meanwhile, you mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles. They did something. They bolstered their roster. The 49ers, they bolstered their roster. I'm talking about guys who are making, teams making moves at the trade deadline and continue to, to churn the bottom of their roster with free agent signings and the Cowboys. do de do de do do Yeah, we lost LVE, but do de do we'll be all right. That's, what, that's my complaint. And it's not about can they – Close the deal, and, and it's not they're not they're not they're not chasing it hard enough. They're just not. And it was a tease in the off season that they did all these moves and didn't continue the process during the season. That's what I'm mad about. And again, you look down the street, Texas Rangers won a World Series by continuing to bolster their roster all through the season. That's what irritated me. And so along those lines, if we're going to talk specifically about the Shaquille Leonard and that, that linebacker situation where you have, obviously, Damone Clark, mm-hmm. Marquise Bell playing very well. Thank Rashawn God Marquise Evans. Bell didn't get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, that It was scary, wasn't it? Definitely stopped me in my tracks. Um, where would they be now if he got hurt? Well, Rashawn Evans would be playing a whole bunch But guess more. what? He's not Marquise Bell and he's not Shaq Leonard. I, I tend to agree with that being the case. The guys of the Sean and RJ uh, this morning asked Jerry Jones. Are you guys still in the market for a linebacker seeing as you did not get Shaquille Leonard? No, no. Um, and again, without sounding trite, uh, we're in the market. If we can improve at any position, we're in the market. It's just that more likely than not during this time that you're unlikely going to find something that fits the uh, explanation I was giving you earlier. It uh, it might give you a little better uh uh, player at the sixth position on your team, sixth at that position on your team. But in order to put him on there, you got to take away the fifth guy at another position. And so all of that has uh, its consequences in it. So it's uh, again, I want to point out that uh, uh, we certainly talked to him and uh, were interested on a certain basis if he could come in and uh, 
he decided on Philadelphia and that's it. Let's just uh, uh, do everything we can to uh, make him uh, wish he was on the winning side Sunday. So, there, I mean, there's your answer from Jared Jones. Like, linebacker, this is what you're rolling with. And I hear him on this, right, because the idea being you're not just going to go grab a linebacker to grab one. The idea is if you wanted to get a linebacker, it'd be someone that could help you on the field. And so, in theory, they would have to be as good or better than the likes of um, mm-hmm. Rashawn Evans, Marquise Bell, or DeMarn Clark. And I don't think you just go and find someone like that sitting on the shelf. But all the more reason to— I don't to think they're trying hard enough. And the reason I say that— mm-hmm is the great teams go and get what they need. I'll give you the 49ers, for example. Yeah. Nobody saw them going out to get Christian Ch- McCaffrey, but they got him. And then Chase Young again as yeah, well. Chase Young as well. Yeah. But I'm just saying, look, they, they, huh, it just drives me crazy because they're like, we like what we have. No, you don't just stand pat. And even if you get thwarted, like even Brandon Cooks, they tried to get him last year. They finally got him this past offseason. You shouldn't still stop churning. Yeah. You should still keep looking at stuff and not say, well, we're waiting for them to call us. We're the Cowboys. I don't want to hear that. I just don't want to hear that. Yeah, and I don't think anybody else wants to hear it. The, the last thing I'll say in Jerry's defense, you know what, he probably don't need defenders necessarily, is that if they were going to make those moves, say, putting it out loud doesn't necessarily give you any level of leverage, but I mean, still. Um, I think everybody, especially with the way and how good this team has been, it, it really did hurt me, that you did not make that happen. Yeah, to me, it seems like you you don't want to say that you had a chance to go to the Super Bowl and you missed out yeah. on the linebacker. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about Sha- like Shaq Leonard because Shaq Leonard wanted reps. He sure. wanted snaps. Sure. And the Cowboys couldn't offer him that. But I'm saying, why aren't you still talking about a trade uh, from back when, you know, back in October? How, how come you weren't thinking depth? I mean, Come on, man. And from the 972 on the truckwreck.com text line, they said the 49ers defense is ranked fifth, Dallas defense is ranked third. I'm guessing you mean in yards. And this is less about, like, the actual units themselves and more about the free agency kind of policy in a way or the right. their their M.O. as an organization. Yeah. Because it did – the Shaq Leonard did, uh, you know, decision to go elsewhere did seem to fall in line with like what, felt like, what felt like a, a mm-hmm. you know, a, a string of these types of things. But – I mean, regardless, this is another situation where they did not necessarily get their man, and you hope that the next time that they want to get their man, that they are capable, that they're willing and capable. Because I guess in this instance, it does. you don't believe that they're not capable. You just believe it's on the willing side, right? Exactly. Okay. Well, we'll have to see uh, when that time comes. As of right now, that's not the time. Um, what is the time is it's Philly week. Uh, they're headed to face oh, the Eagles yeah. Sunday night. Maybe so, Shaq Leonard. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. And like Jerry said, you really got to make sure that you put in the work to make him feel like he ma- he made the wrong decision on his part. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Woo-hoo. Fan. Coming up next, could the Dallas Mavericks possibly move? No, 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 not like that. We'll talk about it next on The Fan. And we're back to the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. This segment is brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel & Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one have been injured in an accident, contact Frankel & Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside Chris Arnold. Got you down. On this Tuesday evening. Appreciate you rocking with us on... 
the fan on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll go around the NFL on the get right here. And uh, you can always get involved with the program. I feel like I didn't say this earlier in the day, but you can always do that. We appreciate that and we mm-hmm. want that. Uh, you get involved with the program and you can do so a few ways. One of which is texting to the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. You can also see our smiling faces on uh, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, or you can search 105 Through the Fan on YouTube, and then you can go and see all sorts of videos from the fan on the YouTube page. I mean, if you would like to go back and listen to the entirety of that Jerry Jones interview with Sean and RJ from earlier this morning, that's available for you on 105 Through the Fan or the Odyssey app, where you can always radio. We rewind the entire day of broadcast programming, but... um. Chris, you are a very notable face and voice around the Mavericks as the MC MC at the AAC. And some interesting conversation happened today, kind of spurred by uh, Brad Townsend of the Dallas Morning News, a piece that he dropped that is entitled, Dallas should work to keep the Mavs in the city, council members say. And I know that obviously this comes on the heels of the announcement that the Dallas Mavericks, uh, a majority of that uh, ownership, will be sold from Mark Cuban to the Adelson family. And immediately, that family is from Las Vegas. Las Vegas is becoming a bigger and bigger hub of sports. People went, oh, no, they're trying to take our team. And I know this headline might make you think, oh, no, they're trying to take our team. It's not that. The Mavericks will remain in North Texas. The question is where in North Texas because Mark Cuban last year said, you know, talked about the idea of working to try and build a new arena and – in the kind of fallout of this news about the Mavericks being sold, we've gotten more and more of that conversation about the idea of this Adelson family that will be, you know, obviously taking over the reins, at least when it comes to the controlling interest of money in this team. And they might be able to, or they might be working, and it seems like they are, they've told us as much, that they're working to maybe build a new home for the Dallas Mavericks that could possibly, you know, factor in a casino and then, and, you know, raise all the revenue earning possibility of this franchise. Well, a lot of us would or it'd be easy to just think, well, OK, you take where the AAC is and you build an uh, arena there. But that's not a guarantee, as we've seen in the history of Dallas and, you know, the sporting arena that your Mavericks play in. And so right now, uh, city council members of Dallas, obviously not the only Metropolitan or not the only uh, city within this metropolitan area, they're saying that the city needs to work to make sure to, to keep the, the team actually within the confines of the city of Dallas because you look at, you know, the landscape of Dallas, it's there's not a whole bunch of land readily available to not just build an arena, but build like an entertainment complex of sorts. And so there's thoughts that maybe just maybe the Dallas Mavericks might move around in the Metroplex. I can't see that happening. And, and let me explain why. Number one, what we're doing is we're, we're uh, projecting. We're trying to uh, guess what could possibly happen when what Mark has said over the last five or six years is basically where we are right now. This is what he wanted mm-hmm. to happen. He wanted to have a partnership with the Sands, uh, Las Vegas Sands, which is the Adelson family. Yes. He said that a year ago. He said in the perfect world, he said it's Brad Towns. Perfect world, this is what, because those groups can help make his dream come true, which is in the city of Dallas proper, have an arena that's a part of a gambling hotel resort entertainment complex. Yes. And that's what the Adelson family does. Not just in Las Vegas. They're all over the world. 
And what he has done is partner with a group that can help do those things specifically. In other words, that's their expertise. Mm-hmm. And to get it done, we don't know all the details, but apparently it was involved them purchasing part of the Dallas Mavericks, the majority interest, with Mark still running it. And the language of his deal, I'm sure, is lock solid because he's not crazy. He's been doing these things for years. And there's a fraternity brother of mine who owns a whole bunch of different fast food restaurants. Ooh, okay. And he was saying, this is done all the time. In fact, Henry Ford and the Ford Corporation, first ones to do this. In other words, still maintain control, but majority interest is owned by somebody else. As far as where it would be in Dallas, Mark, back in the day when he was riding his stair stepper and having the media around, I'm, in other words, I'm not saying anything he hasn't said in public. Yes. It's just a matter of, let's see, let's go through the Google notes. And right. What did Mark say over the history? This is going to tell you what he needs. Someone asked him when the Cowboys were building their headquarters at the Star. Yes. AT&T was already, AT&T Stadium was already built. But the Cowboys were going to spend another billion dollars wherever to have their their headquarters, not at Valley Ranch anymore. Guess what? Mark, someone asked Mark, Mark, you think about moving the stadium, removing the arena, blah, 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 blah. Mark said, oh, they can all go to the suburbs, but I'm keeping Dallas in the city limits because I'm going to own the Dallas. My franchise, the Mavericks, will be Dallas's team. Mm -hmm. They can go to Arlington. They can go to Frisco. They can go. He was talking about all the franchises, the professional teams. Yeah. He's not going nowhere. And then you have to look at separately. Mark has always invested in real estate all over Dallas for work. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's to say that this casino and resort doesn't wind up on his own property? He's got property all over town. Now, I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying he's always bought bought real estate. And then there's also the fact that, okay, over there where Reunion Arena used to be, it is nothing there but a, a field. Why? Because apparently somebody thought way back when maybe this would be a good spot to have a casino. Mm. I'm just saying... Don't assume that it's going to leave. And and all the different council people, well, of course, every council person doesn't have access to, and who knows how how long they've been on the city council. Sure. Who knows how often they talk to even Mark Cuban. The point I'm trying to make is this. They're trying to say, we don't want them, we don't want, they're, the city council completely separate, saying we don't want to lose an opportunity of having them here. Yes. The way we lost the Dallas Cowboys or Laura Miller being the mayor. Sure. The Cowboys wanted to put that stadium in Fair Park where the Cotton Bowl is. And then Dallas County and Laura Miller and mayor's office, they lost it and it winds up in Arlington. They're like, we don't want to take it for granted, which is a smart thing to think. But at the same time, trust me. Mark wants this in Dallas proper. Now, I trust you, and it's one of the reasons why I enjoy working with you, Chris, because not only are you tapped in in the ways that you are all over the place, but then also you have the historical context and perspective Just been covering be brought it, to this. This stuff since 1980. Absolutely, and you mentioned the 1900s. I hate to say it that way. I apologize. That was really mean. 20th as soon as, century, as soon as, Yes, there, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that sounds crazy. But like in 99... The Mavericks mm-hmm. were in not exactly the similar place, but mm-hmm. they were in a place where they were moving around. And th- there was something kind of similar similar rather happening with Reunion Arena, right? The Oscar idea was Jr. they were supposedly be to be moving to Carrollton. Is that correct? Carrollton. They were talking about Louisville. All of that. But ultimately, there was an agreement that comes to terms, and this team remains in Dallas for work. Or and, in, and in the Dallas city limits, in rather. In the Dallas city limits. And part of that thing was... Ross Perot, when he bought the team, see, this is a lot of people didn't know this. Yeah, and this is why it's great to have you. 
Ross Perot bought the team to shock the world because he didn't know anything about basketball, did not care about basketball. I was like, yeah, he's local, but why the hell would he buy this basketball team? And he said it. I want to build uh, an area, a multi-mix, a mixed-use complex mm-hmm. called Victory. I want to have an arena with a basketball team as the centerpiece. And we're going to have hotels. We're going to have apartments. We're going to have condos. We're going to have shops. We're going to have restaurants. We're going to have all this and we're going to put it over in this field right next to I-35. And that's where American Airlines Center is today. And that's because that man wanted to build all the stuff around it. Yeah. He could care less about the basketball. Which, part. honestly, we've seen, you know, team ownership move that way. And mm-hmm. they are trying to more and more utilize their stadiums as the centerpiece for a, mm-hmm. you know, real estate and, you know, uh, hub of an entertainment district as opposed to simply just being a stadium unto itself. Right. Um, Now, with that being the case, I appreciate and I understand Mark Cuban's dedication to kind of keeping the Mavericks where they are. One thing that we do know about, like, the way that these municipalities work is that sometimes, you know, one of these municipalities will come up and be like, well, no, pick me. We have, we can give you this, this, and this. If Mark Cuban was not so dedicated to keeping the Mavericks within the city limits of Dallas... Could you envision a Mavericks team that called their home Arlington, Texas? No, I really can't. And that's because Mark's been adamant since he bought the team back in 2000. He's been absolutely adamant about the city of Dallas proper. He doesn't even live out in the suburbs. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't. He does. He just that's just his deal. And at the same time, he's the guy who's conceived of this casino resort Mm -hmm. whole deal. You know this is a long play. I have no idea what the whole thing is, but anybody has a fear of it moving outside. And again, this you're just throwing this out there to say what well, theoratical. Sure, I mean, because let me tell you what nobody th- thought of when the Cowboys went to Arlington. Nobody saw that coming. But guess what? The cow, guess what? Uh, Arlington was able to say the Arlington City Council was able to say to the citizens of Arlington. Guess what, y'all? We just paid off Globe Life Park, the ballpark in Arlington. It's not going to cost you a single penny more on your taxes to raise this money for a new home for the Dallas Cowboys. In other words, it stays the same because we just paid off the ballpark. Nobody saw that coming. Everybody thought, okay, they're going to work. In fact, that's where Dallas gambled wrong. They thought, okay, the Cowboys would be at uh, Fair Park where the Cotton Bowl is or they really wanted to be at because they really wanted to be by the Trinity River where where Trinity Groves is right now. Mm -hmm. That's where Jerry originally wanted to put it. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that go on, but again, there's so many parts of this conversation that we don't know. Yeah, uh, based on what his deal is with, um, you know, Sands Las Vegas, Las Vegas Sands, the Addison family. Yes. Bottom line is he's partnering with somebody that can get the thing built where he wants it to be built. He's not. In other words. He could have sold if he wanted to make a bidding war for the Mavericks, and he what had no interest. Yeah. In, he could have got $6 billion. And he, and there's arguments to be made that he should have, right? I imagine that there's well, other owners around the league that might have a little bit of a gripe because he sold this at a lower valuation to be able to you know, maintain the control that he still has. Again, that's part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You don't get that deal where he's still in control. You don't get the, to partner, quote-unquote, to have the resort the way you want it, where you want it, without selling it for that low price. You follow what I'm saying? That's why anybody who's like, oh, they're going to leave, they're clutching the pearls, you don't know how long this man is planning this thing out. This was, oh, he's in trouble, uh, he's got to sell the team, or he needs to raise some money. Shoot, he, it was never up for bid. 
this is a this is a partnership merger. This is not him losing control of his assets or or giving up anything that's not in writing the way he wants. You, sure. you haven't even seen the documents yet. I have full faith that Mark Cuban has not moved this thing out of the city limits of Dallas. Well, there you go. Full faith. Um, along, I mean, I think you you made your point very clearly. I do imagine for the moment that, you know, especially for the, the Mavs fans across the Metroplex, because I know sometimes and a lot of times a lot of folks in our Metroplex get real mad about how Dallas-centric, and I do mean the, the actual city limits of Dallas, a lot of things can be in and outside of the city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I imagine that there is a lot of Mavs fans in Tarrant County that were like, oh, the idea of maybe this thing moving around could be incredible for me, and I don't have to fight all the way over to the other side of the Metroplex. To try and go to the Mavs games. But Chris is telling you that your hope is dead. Your hope is dead. <laughs> I, I hate to say this, and it's a good theoretical, and you can toss it around and traffic and fear all you want. I'm not, not you personally, but the public. You know, there's people like. Well, you the, don't know. Maybe I like to traffic and fear every once in a while. You don't know me. <laughs> well, this one is a, a an ender. It's not going to happen. There you go. So, you, I mean. And look, by the way, the Mavericks can't even leave the American Airlines Center to 2031. Sure, but if so, you were trying to get something done for 2031, you, you well, probably need to get a move on. But here's what yeah. I'm saying. This does just because what I'm saying is this has been thought out long and sure. hard by Mark. Sure. In other words, you don't wait till 2031 and say, we're leaving. Right. This is something he's been thinking about for years and years and years. They will fulfill that obligation and then see where the property is going to be next. Yeah. I mean, we'll ultimately continue to watch this space and see what ultimately comes of it. But I imagine that, and Chris assures you. this. Do you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. Let me tell you, I'm going to give you a, a very accurate comp. Please do. It reminded me of how many, so many old media pundits were saying, Dirk's going to leave the Mavericks. Dirk's going to leave. What they failed to understand is that Dirk did not have an agent. No one could contact Dirk in the offseason because he wanted it that way. He had a relationship with Mark Cuban. He had a family here in Dallas, and he wasn't going anywhere else. But there were always people who wanted to traffic in the fear of, you know what, Dirk's going to leave. And I'm talking about after he won the title. Before he won the title, people didn't traffic in those kind of fears. Because guess what? He was a soft Euro, according to the experts, and nobody wanted him. And I'm just telling you what people used to say, and I'll never forget who was saying those things because some of them are still on TV talk shows debating. They are writing columns or they're on radio nationally. And I'm like, oh, but he was a soft Euro. But now he's the greatest, one of the greatest of all time, the greatest European player of all time. Oh, you got a statue? Well, I always liked him. No, you didn't. You said he was a soft Euro. I, I always keep the receipts. And we appreciate you for doing that. And that's why you make the get right better right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll take you around the National Football League here on the get right where Hey, that man got fired just for showing up to work and doing what they told him to do. Tough. No. But it's the Jets, and we'll talk about it next on The Fan. This segment of the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. 
It's the get right right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105-3. Mm-hmm. The fan Reginald Atatula alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Appreciate Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos. And thank you for rocking with us on this evening. We got you till 11 and coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll give you eight questions that will shape the NFL playoff race, including one about your Dallas Cowboys. How about that? Um, and like I said, we'll do that in about 15 minutes on the get right. I do want to reiterate. You might have heard the promo before we came back here about the, you know, the Rangers tickets for toys drive that's happening Globe Life Field uh, in a couple of days. So, yes, this Thursday, if you bring a toy, you will receive a ticket for a 2024 Texas Rangers home game that is at Globe Life Field December 7th. 4 to 7 p.m. And, the, and the, I was about to say the get right. This is the get right. But the G-Bag Nation will be broadcasting hey, from there. Nice. Uh, so that's Thursday. Go ahead and mark your calendars. Thursday, 4 to 7, you'll be able to catch up with uh, the G-Bag Nation at Globe Life Field and receive a ticket to a 2024 Texas Rangers home game. That's that's your World Series champions, mind you. And all, all it takes is bringing a toy for a child that is going to appreciate that so, so very much. So... Yeah, keep your eyes on that. And remember, you know, 105 through the fan, the Rangers, That's love right. the kids. Love the kids. But right now, uh, let's go around the NFL here on the Get Right. And we begin with uh, the Jets. I feel like this segment on the Get Right has just been one about how the Jets have been various levels of, you know, funny, mm-hmm. stupid, <laughs> so on, so forth. This instance, um, I guess you could use all those words as we found out today that the Jets released quarterback Tim Boyle after two starts. Now, who is Tim Boyle, you ask? Uh, And if you ask that, I'm very happy for you that you have not been watching this nonsense that is called the New York Jets. Um, Tim Boyle started the season as the third-string quarterback for the New York Jets. Of course, the Jets lose quarterback Aaron Rodgers Uh within four plays of football. Um, And then they are left with, uh, you know, Zach Wilson. Who and, they demoted again for the second year in a row. Well, that's the thing is they ran with them for a very long time, well past the trade deadline, um, and they continued to decide to not try and bring in other quarterback talent, knowing damn well that Tim Boyle was sitting back there. And then they decided that they couldn't watch Zach Wilson play no more. It hurt their eyes or whatever, or their spirits or their it's, souls. Or it's all last above. year, the same time, same thing. They said, Nah, not this guy. And so they decided, you know who we should play? Tim Boyle. Now, had you heard of Tim Boyle before this? Because if you hadn't. Or if you had, rather, I don't know what you're doing. Like you might be reading rosters for a living because that's, that's Tim Boyle only way. Tim Boyle he existed to be a backup quarterback. That's what he signed up for. But apparently, the Cow or sorry, the Jets rather decided you are you Tim Boyle are going to be a starting quarterback. Put down the clipboard. We need you. And now you'll be surprised to know that Tim Boyle, who started again, started the season as a third string quarterback uh, after starting two games. Completed 41 of 63 attempts for 327 total yards. That's two games. One touchdown, three interceptions, eight sacks. Did not his first pass turn into a 99-yard pick six? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But also, again, what could you have possibly expected? (sighs) Well, apparently what they expected is better because, like I said, they released him today, and I'm just like, who are y'all actually mad at right now? Because, like, firing him for that performance – is you should have known. You you had to have known. He was on your roster. Not on that. Not only that, you knew he was a third string quarterback because you, you had him as a third string quarterback. Who are you trying to surprise? Nobody. And yet, I guess they decided that they had to front for for us. Meanwhile, Cam Newton said nobody's ever called him. That's right. He's uh, out there and just there he is. Well, uh, it seems like the Jets have taken uh, Tim Bull's spot and given it to Brett Rippon. 
off of uh, the Seattle Seahawks practice Mark squad. brother and nephew son. or something? Son. I believe. Might be nephew. Actually, I said that way too quickly. I know he played at. Family. Yeah, he definitely played at um, Boise State. But, yes, he will end up being on, you know, being maybe the backup because I know that Robert Sala said that they wanted to maybe go back to Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson seemingly, according to reports, had a little trepidation or hesitation to uh, step up to the call of duty in that way. Yeah, yeah, the Jets are hilarious is ultimately the point that I wanted to make. Uh, From the 940, I'm a Packer fan, so, yes, I've heard of Tim Boyle. Oh, so you knew what this was. Very good. You Um, knew ahead of time. Yeah, and – I imagine that you might have a little more sympathy for Tim Boyle in this instance than the Jets. I feel like everybody should have more sympathy for him. All he did was sign up to be the backup quarterback, come in, bring right. donuts, smile hold, at hold everybody, remember everybody's name. That's right. You know, scout team. That's, That's right. What I run. That's all. They put him out here in front of live am- ammunition. Exactly. And then was surprised that he couldn't deliver the Jets. Yeah, I guess so. Um, how about this? Right, the Cowboys will be facing off. Against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend and the notor- Sunday night football, not Sunday afternoon, Sunday night football. Mm, prime NBC. time, and you can hear it right here on 105.3. Talk to him, CA. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that being the case, you know the Eagles do this thing where they uh, where they push their quarterback when they're trying to get a yard or two. Push, push. That's right. Brotherly shove. That's right. And look, it's been a conversation that's happened a lot. Is should this be outlawed? Is this fair? Is the game cheating? Well, according to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, the competition committee, which includes Stephen Jones, mind you, is actually now going to review the quarterback push play that uh, the Eagles have made very popular. And according to a league source, Florio writes, the competition committee is currently reviewing the quarterback push play. Um, Quote, numerous clubs have asked about and the conversation will continue into the offseason. Commissioner Roger Goodell, quote, has expressed no opinion in this way is what we're getting there. Uh, Chris, do you think that they need to ban uh, the booty push? That no. The- you just either either you figure out a put it like this. It ain't hurting nobody. Think about it. Who's well? That's the thing. Is, I, well, that's the funny thing is that that would be the place that people would point to and say that you know this has a potential for high injury in this play. I, honestly, I feel like if you're banning it, it's for one reason, one reason alone. You can't figure it out. Well, there's that, and then in you know in line with that is. Is this is this fun, right? Is the idea of a somewhat um, indefensible play good for like the product that you're selling? Well, here's the deal: there's only one team that can do it. Sure, it'd be different if all of a sudden all the teams started doing it, like the shift in baseball, and then the game became unrecognizable. But guess what? There's only one team that has figured out exactly how to pull it off, and that's why I'm like, no, let, let them keep trying, and somebody's gonna figure it out and stop them. But again, it's not like it's spreading out. Other teams have tried it and have failed. They're the only team that get, you know, 100% accuracy out of it. In other words, they always convert with that same play, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I have no love for the play. Don't get me wrong. It's an ugly play. But guess what? It's not like the whole league is doing it. Now the, the, the team is, now the sport is bad. Yeah, and look, Stephen Jones, uh, like I said, you know, your COO, EVP of the Cowboys, is on the committee. And when he's mm-hmm. been asked about it on the KNC Masterpiece, he has frequently, you know, basically been like, nah, I don't really see much. We haven't considered it and all those things. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like somebody in this league is like, is, you know, getting a little upset by it. And I think, yes, there is some hateration going on, but I think also there's, there is some level of credit to. If this play is something that we all know is going to work, like you're taking mm-hmm. some of your viewership out of the idea of like the competition of this, um, is that something that you need to change the game over? I don't know. 
But I guess we'll ultimately see as the competition committee for the NFL is now considering whether or not they need to do something about this play. Oh, that's just to pacify the crybabies. Possibly. It is possibly. And you know what? Fair enough. And Fair I don't play. think anything will happen. I think they'll say, yeah, we considered it. We kicked the tires real good. And we, we observed it and we looked, broke it down and we didn't see any you know harm. I, I really don't see a harm. Yeah, and look, it's a good thing that they that like this is happening with Jalen Hurts, who seems to be you know real strong. Got the, you know you, you know how they always talk about how he can bench press and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have that offensive line for the Eagles that's you know yeah. seems to be really good about all this as well. If we have I think Kelsey's the key, I think that center is absolutely one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, now if you end up losing a quarterback behind this, it ends up I imagine end up being an issue. Sure. Very quickly. Um, elsewhere around the National Football League, Demarcus Lawrence has been nominated as a Walter Payton Man of the Year finalist. Well, the NFL all right. invade all, unveiled Take. all their nominees for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. And if you're unfamiliar, the Man of the Year award named after Walter Payton is for community service. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a very high honor. In fact, the NFL views it as its highest honor that can be uh, bestowed upon a player. And the way that it goes is there's a nominee named for every each and every of the 32 franchises in the National Football League. And with that being the case, we know that um, we know that Dak Prescott has won it yeah, in the past. Last year. Jason Witten has won it. And so mm-hmm. Demarcus Lawrence is the nominee for this year for from your Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, this is for um, some of his work uh, assisting in the community when it talks to youth uh, with oh, homelessness yeah. around DFW. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else has he's contributed financial contributions in support of quest loves hip hop brunch Yep, for creative solutions. So, uh, he's done that, um, donated to all sorts of different things. I mean, I've got a whole rundown of various things that he makes sure to do, including matching dollar for dollar contributions to the North Texas food bank. Demarcus Lawrence, a pillar in this community. And for that, he has been named the Cowboys nominee for Walter Payton man of the year for 2023. I hope he gets it. If he does, the Cowboys can be back to back, Dak and Tank. There you go, and two two upstanding gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what Pick and Pop says on YouTube, um, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, no, look, they they took the shots at uh, Demarcus sure Lawrence. Did. They said that uh, man of the year for what? Because they don't think that he's he's good on the field. I think that you do not consider uh, run stopping, and also like we've done this thing about the pressures versus sacks. Are we not tired of this? Are you not tired of that conversation? Yeah. No, y'all want to keep having it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick before we go, Chris, do you agree with this? Uh, Roger Goodell in Las Vegas uh, today, you know, obviously ahead of gearing up for the Super Bowl in that way, you know, doing mm-hmm. his commissionerly duties, said that he believes that football will become, will become a global sport in five to ten years. How no. do you, you don't you don't agree with that timeline? No, and, and the only reason why I say this is because it's they've been saying this for a long, long time. Sure That's why they keep having these games in in London and now Germany and. They used to, I mean, they're adding, I believe they're adding, possibly they're adding another international market game next year. And the the leaders in people's imaginations are Brazil and Spain as possible front runners. So wild. They they used to call it the American Bowl. They they always have one preseason game to spread the word. And the Cowboys are always the team they send. So I went with the Cowboys to London, to Tokyo, to Mexico City. I mean, even up to Toronto, there was a game played in Toronto at Sky Dome against the Buffalo Bills, and it never panned out. And that was back in the 90s and the early 2000s. I'm like, no, they keep saying it. They just won't do it. Well, there you go. Um, Not in five to ten years. 
it seems like that's what they're trying to do. Because obviously they expanded Germany, or I guess in a way expanded back to Germany. If you go back to like the NFL Europe days, in which they had some level of game, they didn't so have you the prime just, so you're time. So you just talking about having the same teams? I thought you meant expansion. We're adding like two or three well, more teams. Well, this is the thing. I think ultimately that would be the hope is the idea that you could do something like that. I don't but see that happening in five, ten years. I can't imagine. Not until that this, this current either. TV deal is up. Well, we'll have to watch, and uh, that's. It seems like Roger Goodell has at least called a shot that that's what they're trying to do is make the football not just the American sport, but a global sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck to that, Raj. Uh, but that is our uh, sign, Messi to do kicks. <laughs> not the worst deal in the world. Although the thing about it is, you really have to give him half of the league in that, order to get him. Well, you why are you playing half of the for league. real? It's the get right Woo! right here on one oh five three. The fan, Reginald Tula, Chris Arnold, and Rodrigo Mendoza. With you here on this Tuesday night. Coming up next, what are the eight questions, or we'll give you rather, the eight questions that will shape this year's NFL playoff race, and we'll do it next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.